We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heapy Podcast or the Heapy Postgame Show. I'm your host, Giancarlo Navas. And with me today, it is not anybody that you've ever heard of. <laughs> we have Mikey the Cheat from nowhere. Just Mikey the Cheat. He is not my friend. I. This is the first day I'm meeting Mikey. Mikey is a community member, a tournament <laughs> organizer for my favorite game, Super Smash Bros. Melee. And he's also a Phoenix Suns fan. So I wanted to indulge myself talking to one of my favorite personalities in the scene <laughs> of my favorite game. And you guys have no idea who he is, and I don't care because I'm in charge here. Mikey, welcome to the program. Yeah, you know, hopefully I can ingratiate myself given the uh, given the zero knowledge. We'll see how that goes over the course of the show. I will say you forgot to put probably my most applicable uh, experience when it comes to being on sports podcasts, and that's Four Side Fights, which is – uh, the show that we just blatantly ripped off around the horn for where we talk about Super Smash Bros. Melee that I'm a frequent guest on. It's, uh, it's the GOAT. So. It's the GOAT show, and I wish I came up with it. Shout out to Jackzilla. Somebody in chat <laughs> is happy. They say shout out to the cheat. They're happy. They're happy to see you. Hell yeah. Yeah, and Chat's mad because you're a son's fan. But it's okay. Listen, we're going to have fun here, <laughs> and as Chat knows, we like to make fun of these. So, Mikey, Miami loses, what is the 7-8, their 8th? straight game I seven don't, I, right yeah it's, it's bad yeah. it's defcon one uh i, I we'll, we'll talk about what i'm gonna do on wednesday in a little bit but <laughs> the heat have the fakest comeback of of fake comebacks they switch to a zone kind of late in that fourth quarter yep. it starts to work i think bam was dropped way deeper in the zone than we've kind of ever seen i mean the heat try to try to run like kind of sometimes their zone with their bigs up front to pressure the passes but they trusted their guys to fight to fight over they were contesting and they were pushing off every miss, which I thought yeah. was the biggest thing. So you're experiencing this how? Because for me, I'm like, this is a fake comeback. I don't even I'm, – I'm annoyed by it. I, how do you – because I know the Suns have had their own set of issues even though they've been playing better lately. <laughs> yeah, so this comes in the context of, you know, uh, around New Year's, the, the storyline was the Suns have the worst fourth quarter net rating in the history of the league. Uh, none of this like steamboat Johnson, all these caveat <laughs> stats 
the worst net rating in the fourth quarter in the history of the league. Uh, and, you know, it got a little bit better over that course of that seven-game win streak. Uh, we did have that 21-point fourth quarter uh, comeback against the Kings that I was actually there for. Uh, that was electric. Uh, but these past few games have been a little bit tough, uh, you know, with the loss against the Pacers, the Magic, and here against the Heat. We both, I think, got outscored by double digits in all three of those fourth quarters. Uh, yeah, I will say the zone defense, uh, you're right. When they did get uh, defensive rebounds, running it off of those was a big factor in that comeback. Obviously, you want to get quick buckets when you're down that much in the fourth quarter. I will say, I think the Suns missed a lot of open threes a from lot. good shooters uh, in that fourth quarter, which uh, I would not expect to happen all the time. You know, a lot of Eric Gordon, Bradley Beal, uh, Kevin Durant, and Devin Booker missed threes <laughs> in that fourth quarter. Um but yeah, and a lot of offensive rebounds in that quarter as well and throughout the game, which is really uncharacteristic of the Suns this season. Usually they're the ones who are getting pounded uh, on the, the defensive glass. Yeah. Chat says you look like hipster me. Um, <laughs> I can see it. Both, so everybody says Mikey's just a G variant. So <laughs> yeah, man, the, you know, what's frustrating for, for me and I want Chad, I want your kind of takes as well. It's like all season, their offense has been so anemic. They have not been able to get mm -hmm. anything in the half court. And this has been kind of the case with the Heat since about 2020, right? Since everything post-bubble has been just this very, like, offense in molasses that nothing works. They can't get to the rim. Teams pack the paint. The shooters aren't hitting. The corner man's just not good enough. And it's blah, blah, blah. It's so blah. And they've always looked better when they're pushing pace, whether it's Kevin Love outlet passes, mm -hmm. whether it's rest in peace, my king, Kyle Lowry, my goat, uh, pushing them in transition. And tonight, it was like something clicked, and it's like, Jimmy, rebound, go. Bam, rebound, go. Tyler also, which is kind of like, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty hard on Tyler, but that's the one thing that he's, like, good at as a guard is rebounding. And when you rebound, bro, go. Because, you know, Phoenix kicked their ass all game on the glass and everything. And if you get in transition, you have those bigs behind you. Nurkis is not catching up to the play, and you're kind of able to give yourself some chances. So, man, I'm just – it's so annoying. I will say, yeah, when I was, you know, looking at this game on paper, you know, just, yeah, you know, I'm not a Heat fan. I don't watch all of their games. But from the outside perspective, I think that they definitely have some tools that can frustrate the Suns. Uh, the formula to beat the Suns this season has been pretty simple. Like I mentioned, it's it's out hustling them, really. It's it's getting at them on the offensive boards, getting second chance points, uh, and it's forcing turnovers. Uh, the Suns don't have a true point guard. Uh, ball handling has been a problem for them when you're able to put pressure on the ball, turn them over and get transition points. Um, it becomes a different game. And I think you saw that in the fourth quarter, but the, you know, the problem obviously came in the first few quarters and, and over the whole course of the game. I mean, the sun's got 94 shot attempts up the heat got 84 shot attempts up. Uh, you are not going to beat the Phoenix suns. If you're giving up 10 more shot attempts uh, in a game than they are getting. <laughs> We have uh, Fendrick Lamar, the legend in chat, hey. <laughs> comparing Grayson Allen to H-Box, which that's, that's so inside. But whoever gets that, that makes that that delights me. Uh, it's also, an interesting take. It, and I kind of agree with it. I'm not going to lie. I kind, yeah. of, I kind of agree with it. There will never, ever be another Grayson Allen. Uh, Fendi also <laughs> says the only thing that matters is Scary Terry absolutely dusting KD, which Mikey. It was hell of a move. <laughs> when he hit. So, so. Poor Terry Rozier has not been off to the greatest start as a Heat player. A lot of a lot of three for 11s 
and he he hits that then has a four-point play right after and i'm thinking are we so back are <laughs> is this it baby are we gonna is this gonna be the get right win against kevin durant and the big bad phoenix suns and he played well and jimmy and i'll say this i think that i mean pretty much at least for three quarters rosier and booker played about a push and, and yeah. Jimmy absolutely, you know, won the matchup a little slightly over KD. They both played really well, and they're down 19. And in a world where that happens, because Jimmy has been, let me tell you something. We have been very frustrated with Jimmy Butler here. Yeah, he has been not. It just, Mike, it looks like he doesn't give a fuck. It looks yeah. like this man is in cruise coffee control and wake me up in March. But some of it could be aging. But that has not been the case last two games. And tonight we thought we had that. But again. No contri- no contributions anywhere. Hero was a no-show for most of the game. Bam was a no-show till the fourth quarter. And like, you know, like Fendi said in chat, Eric Gordon led the damn Suns in scoring. So like yeah. Miami's not getting that wild card performance that other teams are getting so often that they mm-hmm. used to get. Yeah, I, I will say uh, Hero, I think if you look at the stat line, it's covered up a little bit by a couple of fourth quarter three-point hits. He missed all of his two-point shots tonight, including one where the Heat had a chance to cut it to 12 with about six minutes left in the game. And the sequence of three plays is Tyler Hero missed open layup. Uh, Josh Kogi offensive rebound, put back dunk. And then Tyler Hero missed three-pointer. And if you if those three plays go a little bit differently – the Heat, we're, we're probably talking about being down about, like, five uh, with two minutes left in the game. And that is a lot of it. It's a whole different situation than the one they were in. Well, even, um, even that third quarter, at the end of the second quarter, Mikey, they have a chance. That they cut. They think they cut it to, like, 11. And I'm thinking, okay, well, if they can get this to, like, nine or eight or something, that is yeah. feels so good. And I think they go into halftime down 15 or something because they miss two shots and they give up a three. And it's like, it's little things like that that just happened the whole game. Yeah, it, it was a strange basketball game. I'm not going to lie. Having watched pretty much every Suns game this year, this is a way that the Suns have not really won basketball games, you know? A lot of the time, it's been uh, Kevin Durant and Devin Booker just going absolutely fucking nuclear all over the board. You know, the past, like, seven games – I think one of them has scored over 40 points and you know, this game, like none of them, except for none of the big three, except for Kevin Durant had doubled figures by halftime and drew Eubanks and Eric Gordon are just torching your bench. It was 30 to eight bench scoring at halftime. Yeah. And on paper, I look at this, you know, and I'm like the heat bench could probably give our bench some trouble. You know, like, uh, I think the Suns really only have, I think, well, I think the Suns really only in this game, you know, Bull Bull's out, who has kind of been our best backup big, surprisingly. I know a lot of people will be surprised to hear me say that. Uh, Right. Yeah. (laughs) He legend, of course. Um, We really only have like six good um, players, (laughs) six good rotation pieces. That many? Coming into this game. What's that like? Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But, you know, Drew Eubanks, who the Suns have – Suns fans have dreaded seeing Drew Eubanks on the court this season. And he gets five of probably the easiest baskets that he will have in his career. Uh, some of which it, – it looks like the Heat's bench defense just got lost, you know. Uh, 
Kevin Love is nowhere to be found on the pick and roll coverage, and he just rolls straight to the basket and has a dunk. Um, there was a point, Mikey, so, where I look at I, I just go to check Twitter and I look up and I see Duran on the drive and somebody's in a drop, and I'm like, is I squint and I go, oh, Kevin, immediate it's over. Layup. Yeah, and I, <laughs> yeah, it's over. <laughs> this is a team that you I know in the last podcast you were mentioning that you wanted to see more switching rather than drop coverage from the Heat and the Suns. You know, even before this year, the past four years, I think the MO has been like, you cannot play drop coverage against the Suns. You know, they will kill you. They have mid-range shooters. They have guys that can blow by you. Uh, It's, you know, it's tough. And and they Uh, were slipping great. Like Eubanks, a lot of that was like off, like blown coverages and like a slip and nobody to be found. That low man has to come help. And then he's at the basket and you're just like, what's going on to your Kevin Love point? um, You know, chat Poltergoes in chat says Tiff warned us. They wasted all the good love games. They they depended on him, Mikey, so much because Miami has had a revolving door at backup five since Jimmy mm. has been here, whether it was Redacted, who is now out of the league, whether it was Dwayne Dedman, who threw a thermogun and <laughs> ignited their season, <laughs> whether it was Cody Zeller, and now we have Kevin Love and Thomas I, Bryant. I was thinking, I have the answer for you, and he was a DNP coach's decision tonight, and it's Thomas Bryant, who has historically just cooked the Suns. He's so bad, man. I think he's had a couple of 30-point games against the really? Suns board. I know he's – I know you're, you're looking at me like I'm we crazy, need a, we need but – Suns- killer i didn't know that yeah spo should have had that inside phoenix suns knowledge that thomas bryant cooks the suns i love that because like he fans like for example like marcus thornton would i I did a i did a piece on this a while ago when i used to write marcus thornton would shoot the equivalent of steph curry like percentage like volume everything against the heat (laughs) and there's always like that one dude and it's like it happens wayne ellington was like gary neal this is so many random scrub heat killers that, yeah, book book looks like Wilt Chamberlain against the New Orleans Pelicans. I don't know why. You know that do. definitely a thing in the NBA. You get up for some games. You book, know, book looks great. I mean, that guy. You know, he's and again, he has a slow first quarter. I thought Miami did a. I thought Caleb did a good job on him early. I, mm-hmm. I thought Rozier competed against him early. I, I thought they did a good job. And you just can't when a guy like you kind of said against drop coverage when a guy with that kind of pull up repertoire gets going. It's and, and a lot of it, I think the, he got back to back threes at some point in the third quarter. And that was off like, again, help rotation. Guy gets beat off the dribble in a drop. They got to help. That ball swings two passes. Booker's in the wing. And that's the last guy other than Durant that you want to catch the ball. And Miami's help at the nail has been non-existent. And Mikey, mm-hmm. today they did a press. They haven't done a press all year. That's Eric yeah. Bolstra being like, guys, we need a little life. We need – give me something. And I was thinking that before the game, I mean, I knew that the Suns were going to see that. They've been seeing that all season. Uh, just because, you, you know, like I mentioned, no true point guard. You're, you're trying to get pressure on the ball. Um, but they just – they broke it so easily. And I was thinking, you know, like I mentioned before, I was thinking before this game that this could be an opportunity. Like the Heat get a big banner, high effort win. You were talking about that fuck you mentality in the yes. last podcast. You know, you're trying to you're trying to bring the dogs back out uh, to beat this team with these, you know, pretty boy mid-range shooters. Uh, and for some reason, the Suns were just able to break through that pretty easily. And, uh, you know, it did. I think that's part of what led to the the, the role players kind of getting those those easy baskets uh, is they were able to like ball rotate to Eric Gordon in the corner. And, uh, you know, once that press is broken, the the you know, the recovery on the rotation is just not there in time. And he just kind of nails an open three. Um, 
but you need to be getting turnovers off of that is the you thing. Do. Like, and Miami's that's... defense has no bite. So they were getting that in the zone late in the game. They were fortunate. Yeah. Phoenix had probably more turnovers in that fourth quarter than they did the whole game. Um, it was only seven the whole game. Yeah, there was at some point the in the fourth quarter, Eric Reed, the, the local broadcaster for the Heat, says, and that was Phoenix's first turnover. And I go, that cannot be true. There's <laughs> yeah. just no way that that's yeah. true. Listen, Mike, I, I tweeted today before the game. Uh, we had Wes Goldberg on the scene uh, watching Durant do shoot around, and, and I responded to his video, and I said, tonight is a show-you-have-defensive-heart type game. Throw the kitchen mm -hmm. sink at KD, book a company, have some goddamn pride. The slogans on your hardwood fucking prove it. And they came with effort. I will say that. And, and I guess Spo and I were on the same page because they bust. Listen, they were they were fronting Nurkic and sending help, and they were doing their front and swarm and all that. That's the Embiid playoff stuff. But I was like, you busted it up for Nurkic. But I get it. <laughs> you need to jumpstart. They need something, man. They needed. They had no life. Like tonight, they didn't say that. I and I I don't think you would agree. They didn't look lifeless today. No. But they looked no. outmatched today. Yeah, it, it, it didn't strike me, especially the fir the first half. It was just weird, you know, and they couldn't shoot. Like, I, I DM'd you at halftime. Yeah. Like, surely they will shoot higher than 34% for the game. And, you know, they end up at 39.3. Not great. But... You know, I just, and I told Mikey, I go, you haven't watched many Heat games, have you? Yeah. <laughs> they picked it up a little bit. Bam Adebayo and Tyler here. I, I think those two guys not getting kicked in until the fourth quarter was killer, you know? Every it, it wasn't a bad first half defensive performance, I don't think, necessarily. I mean, giving up 33 and 29 points against the Suns in, in those two quarters is like you could kind of just expect that to happen against a team with that much scoring talent. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was decent effort, you know. It, that is not the culprit, was, I would yeah. say, for tonight's game. Dead man, they've just looked dead. And, and again, like Phoenix is a team that I know that that Phoenix is not at the top of the standings in the Western Conference. Like I think a lot of people expect them to be, and they're getting there. But that's yeah. still like you know, it's it's fucking Duran and and Booker and and right these guys that are that are at the you top. get up for it. Yeah, you know you do, and they did. It's just no offense. I mean, Jaime Hawkins Jr. has come back from his groin injury last two games has not looked well. He's probably not ready. Yeah. I think he missed six games or five games or something. Not and groin injuries are tricky, right? And he's still probably limited. I think if you've ever hurt your groin, you know that shit doesn't go away, and you feel it, and it gets tight. So, I mean, I, I don't think he made a field goal today. I know that he was 0 for seven at some point. Uh, Hawkes had two points. He was 0 no, yeah, two points 0 for six. So yeah, not not a banner night for him. Didn't do much else. Three rebounds and an assist. And he's the guy, Mikey, that kind of gives Miami a little bit of life in the half court. But I mean, I think Phoenix. Put a lot of size on him, and that really bothered him. And Miami was just, I think, a little flustered by that. Yeah, I think so. I think um, they're big, man. They're long. They're longer than you think. You know, Kevin even, Durant. Kevin Durant's been incredibly good on defense. He's I have to so say. back to that level that he was yeah. on the Warriors because I think in the the Brooklyn years, it, it just never got back up there, and people were like, "He's yeah. a diminished defender." He's been sensational. The Suns, the Suns can be really good uh, when they have that defensive intensity. You know, I think that Beal, Booker, and Durant are all plus defenders on a good night. You know, but that, yeah. but on a good night, can only happen so often. It seems like, especially during the regular season. I mean, I hope that's something that we can pick up during the playoffs, and you know, teams often do that. Um, but yeah, the problem usually is not getting the miss; it's getting the rebound, and. Uh, 
you know, like we mentioned tonight, the Suns out rebound 47 to 44. It's not a huge margin, but I you kind of got to hammer the Suns there a little bit. And and it was quite the opposite. Um, yeah. Yeah. And chat saying Jaime really is Butler Jr. Putting size on him bothered him. That's kind of the also the MO on Jimmy, but not tonight. I, I thought Jimmy was incredibly active. Was, was there really only active offensive rebounder tonight, which was one of the few positive things from <clears throat> from the whole game. Really, the only guy getting to the line at all. Ah, uh, but that's game, just too, life. You know. That's just life here, Mikey. That's just, yeah. That's just I, I told Mikey uh, pre-show. The Suns too. That, that happens a lot with the Suns, of course. Yeah. But they have, they at least but. have three guys that theoretically can create pressure on the rim. Miami have have Jimmy and I guess theoretically Rozier's supposed to. We'll we'll kind of see. But prior to Rozier getting here, I mean, it was Bam on 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 rolling to the basket. But that's it's kind of not the same, and it's really Jimmy when he feels like it. So. I told Mikey pre-show, I go, I think a lot of this show is going to be like Mikey being like, damn, you live like this? Like that meme on the Heat offense because, you know, the Heat always – and they look so bad. And you I mean, you saw him in the playoffs last year. When that – when Jimmy decides that he's going to be Jimmy Butler, everything works because you have that guy who gets to the line. You have that guy who creates offense downhill, who's actively trying to score, not pass out of it. And magically – and by, I say that by not magically – Shooting is improved because those kickout passes are way cleaner right. because that help comes way sooner because he's way quicker. And it's just – it's frustrating because they, they did waste the good Butler game. And he's kind of – I kind of feel like he senses the moment a little bit that the season's kind of going out of control. And it, it, it kind of is. I mean, they have they have Sacramento on Wednesday. That's a team – Tough. I mean, they, they, they run. They play fast. And – this team does not like to play fast, although they probably should. Um, Mikey, so one of the things that I've done in the past, I'm a, I'm a spiritual guy. I do yoga and, and stuff like that, and I've saged the Heat Arena on multiple occasions. <laughs> one time, it got us to Game 7 of the Conference Finals after after Jimmy Butler and Spo wanted to kill each other. I don't know if you remember. There was a there was yeah. an altercation on the court. <laughs> Udonis has them had to, and it worked and the vibes were fixed out and it, it's happened a couple times and it's worked. I think I, I, that usually is like a late regular season playoff thing. Twitter has been begging me to do it. Chat. I, I think I'm going, I think I'm going on Wednesday. I think, I think I'm bringing the intern with me and we're going to, we're going to try to fix this because the vibes are off. The vibes are just, the vibes are rancid and we're, we're hanging on by a thread. Chat says me doing yoga is a horrible mental image. You're probably right. Uh, <laughs> other chat member says melee community legend. It's so <laughs> a whole spectrum of emotions <laughs> in chat. Yeah, We're all people, over the place yeah. tonight. People want me to. They say save our season, G. I don't even know if if a higher power can fix what's going on, Mikey. As as we kind of prepare to get out of here, what you as somebody who's not in the Miami sports machine. You look at them knowing their playoff history and you think what? Do you think that like they're just going to figure it out? They're, the guys are going to get healthy. Jimmy's going to care and it's going to be fine. Or do you see a team that's like, I don't know how this gets fixed. Obviously, I'm putting you on the spot for a lot going on, but I, I kind of want your thoughts on that. Yeah, you know, I'm not really like a heat cap expert or anything, but <laughs> d like, do you think that there's going to be another big move or anything? Or was the Rozier trade kind of your... Uh kind of your adjustment because that looked like the big one because really, yeah heroes a contract to move but i i don't see them moving him mid-season from what i've heard in the little reporting i've done and 
likely it's what what does Caleb and a pick get you? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I, I mean, the good news is that really, you know, it's not going to take a whole lot to sort of right the ship and at least get into the top six seeds or at least, you know, you're going to be in the play in for sure, which is, you know, a spot that you can make a deep playoff run in as as we know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I don't really subscribe to, you know, being able to just turn it on during the postseason, especially not if it's something that you're trying to do year over year, you know, like I, I'm not betting on black again, once I've already hit that, so to speak with a sort of a, I agree by the way. And yeah. I, 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 you just cannot expect a man to continue to work. I, I like your analogy. Cause it's a gamble. You're, you're yeah. betting on, I hit black. I, I, I got rich and you're going to like, fuck it. it we especially because I think that, you know, the, the Celtics are obviously going to be super tough if you run into them. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you're counting on a Doc Rivers playoff meltdown again. Hell yeah, <laughs> brother. Go up against the Heat in the first, if you, or rather the Bucks in the first round. I mean, maybe that's a little bit of a silver lining there. But, 
Um, yeah, I think that, you know, busting beyond like the sixth seed is probably going to be a, a tough ask at this point. And, you know, if you don't do that, you're facing down, you know, Embiid in the Sixers or the Bucks or the Celtics. And I think those are all kind of tough ass. Yeah. Uh, you know, we saw how that Celtics <laughs> – uh, Celtics heat game went, you know, and even, even in those seasons where the heat have historically been kind of like a lower seed going into the playoffs, uh, you know, the meme is always that they're giving these Eastern conference playoff teams really tough times in the regular season, despite their record, not being super good. Right. Uh, at least that's, that's what I've seen from the outside. Chat says we're the opposite of the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> kind of true. Yeah. I can see that for sure. But I don't know. I what I mean, what's your take? What do you how are how are you feeling at this moment? I think that they have greater systematic issues than just kind of their shooting and their Jimmy not caring. I mean, I think their defense is so biteless and again they found a little something with the zone, but that's not the solution you want. You want it to be in man, you want it to be switching yeah. with your scheme, not something you kinda Hail Mary at the end of a game that was really over. Right, and I, I don't know how much you can take from that. Maybe you can build on some of that, like the pushing pace and stuff. But, Mikey, they, they they can't score and they can't defend. And at least when they defend, that's their identity and that's been their identity for the entirety of Eric Spolster's tenure. And if you cannot depend on your defense to win you games, your offense is not going to do that. Even yeah. if Jimmy explodes, if you're giving up 130 to the Celtics, you just – your offense is never going to have that much firepower to do that. And that's kind of where we are, where tomorrow we're having Nikaias Duncan on to talk about kind of how we feel about them. And we're going to get into some of the hero fit versus Duncan in the starting lineup and a lot of other things. But Mikey, I don't feel great. I have not felt great. Yeah. I said, even when they were on their winning streak earlier this year, I said, this team's worse than last year. And last year sucked. Last year was awful. <laughs> Because that team, that team was that that was rancid last year. The vibes were awful, and you know they make a trade, that, I, which listen, Rozier's going to help them in the long run, and yeah. he was the right move for their salary cap. And I know that Lowry didn't have a lot less. I do think that Rozier gives them less playoff equity than Kyle does because Kyle is a guy that you know he'll make a lot of plays on defense. And I still thought he was a plus defender, even though Chat's going to get really mad at me because they were all so sick of him. So. It's a complicated question. I don't feel great about them. I won't doubt Eric Spolstra and Jimmy Butler, but I do yeah. think that at some point the magic has to run out and the clock will strike midnight eventually. And I, I just fear that that's sooner rather than later. That's, that's same. sad. Same, that's same, sad. same bro, same. I want I listen, I think the Heat are a far less odious option than the Celtics or the Bucks or the Sixers to be, you know winning the Eastern conference as they did last year. So, you know, it's uh, like, that's a bummer to me. <laughs> and, and last year they make the finals. They had no business being there. They get matched up against Denver. Jimmy's on a bad ankle. It's, you know, it's like watching the mango losers run fall apart to H box and grand finals. It's grand finals. It's grand finals of Genesis four against yeah, Armada. No, you know? that's exactly what it is. And you're just, you're just watching yeah. it and, and you, you want so badly for it to work, but deep down inside, you know this is a fucking bust. It was magic, and then it was over. It, you had the yeah. plot armor and everything, and then just you know, it. So that's that's really it. Chat doesn't know what that means, but that makes me very happy to make that joke with Mikey. And I want to thank <laughs> Mikey for taking the time to join the circus of our show. I, I really appreciate it. And like I said, I've talked a lot on this show. I love melee, and thank you for 
making our community a safe with all the stuff that's happening right now. I know that you do a lot behind the scenes to make sure that things people are, are feeling safe in our community and all the great stuff you do as a tournament organizer, as a personality on my favorite show, Foresight Fights. It is the goat. <laughs> so you are the best. Thank you for joining us and talking a little hoops with us because hopefully I want to have more melee people on to do this because it makes me very happy and I'm the boss. So I'm allowed to be happy. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's uh, always fun. Always fun to talk ball. <laughs> so, chat, we have Nikias tomorrow if he remembers and answers my texts. And then we have Siobhan hosting on Wednesday against the Sacramento Kings postgame show. I will be in a volleyball tournament. So, enjoy Bon. Enjoy me and Nikias tomorrow around 7 p.m. here on Twitch.tv slash Miami Heapy. Shout out to Blue Wire for being the best goddamn pod network in the world. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow.